cool guy. Like, you know, he, he legitimately like taught me a lot, uh, through the process. And it wasn't even like from like a business perspective, it was just from like a life and like, a, a like just like professionalism and communication perspective that frankly, I find myself communicating a lot like Bob now. Welcome back to the unknown podcast. The only podcast in the world where I invite guests over and we talk about anything and everything to keep you guys in the unknown. My name is David Matura, and before I introduce my special guest here, I just want to say that this podcast is also on Spotify, so check that out. It's currently not on iTunes. I'm still working on that. I'm actually using Anchor, Anchor to mass produce my content and distribute it over, but it takes a while to get it onto Apple's iTunes, so I do apologize for that. It will be up shortly, and when it is, I will let you guys know. That being said, we are finally back here for another episode sorry for the wait i know it's been like two three weeks here i had some issues getting a couple people here to get on the podcast and so because of that i um wasn't able to upload any but we do have some guests coming straight here so i have a lot of guests coming on uh, scheduled so expect some weekly uploads coming here shortly now for today's guest we have someone that you may recognize from my older projects as well as my older vlogs he is someone that i Worked together with uh, co-hosting a thing called Mech and Heat Show. And so let me introduce to you guys, Mohit Patel. Mohit, how are you doing, man? I'm good, David. How are you? Doing pretty well, thank you. So really quickly, before we actually move on to what's going on today for the podcast, I just want to let you guys all know that we are going to be focusing all of our time on network marketing and MLM. So specifically Amway and BWW, which is Brit Worldwide. Uh, we both have been in Amway. That's why we have the products here um, to show, which Mohi's going to take a cheers for us. And so we, <laughs> so we are going to... I opened it the wrong way. It's as long as you get in, man. As long as you get in. All right. So we are going to be talking about a couple of things here going through our experience with Amway. And again, this is going to be a full podcast dedicated to network marketing. So if anyone out there is watching this and wants to know more about network marketing, here's our experience with it. And uh, you guys can take whatever you guys want from it. So first off, what is network marketing? So I searched this on Wikipedia here. Best way to get information. I, I really like this definition. Hey, it got way. me through. It got me through high school and college. This is this, this all that matters. See, I never used Wikipedia because I was so enforced to like not use it because of teachers, but now I do. So, multi-level marketing, also called, called, I can't talk, network marketing or pyramid selling is a controversial marketing strategy for the sale of products and services where the revenue of the ML, ML, MLM company is derived from a non-salaried workforce selling the company's profits, products, or services, while the earnings of the participants are derived from a pyramid-shaped or binary compensation commission system, an MLM strategy may be illegal pyramid scheme. I like how that's like the finishing sentence. Like, yeah, it, it might be illegal. So that is the definition. That was a big definition, but basically, um, do you have a sort of simplified way of defined network marketing besides it's a pyramid scheme? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, David, first off, thank you so much for having me. I, uh, Obviously, for those of you who have watched, most of you probably already know us in person, right? Like, you guys know that David and I uh, have done a lot of stuff together. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to, 
obviously continue to be a part of his, his ever-growing YouTube journey. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about kind of what I'm doing at the end of this. I, I, I really, you know, I, I find that definition very interesting uh, because I spent nine months in Amway, and we're going to talk a little bit about our uh, experiences later, right? Um, but to see that that's a formal, like a part of the definition that you first see on Google uh, immediately uh, or on Wikipedia, as David says, which is usually the first result, I find that very interesting, uh, mostly because how often do you search you know, a business model or a company up and see that it may be an illegal something as part of its definition? I think that's a very interesting thing, and it's a good reflection of, of what it's like uh, of what it's like to be in, in Amway. Uh, and I will, uh, you know, I'm going to, that, that's where I'm going to end it. I think everything in that definition was very, very solid. Uh, and I, I can't really speak to more until we actually talk a little bit about our experiences, but, uh, David, I'll hand it back to you. Yeah, no, I honestly, this definition probably summed it up the best. Both, uh, but I can't talk to you, man. This definition honestly summed up probably the best, uh, in terms of just like, it is a marketing strategy where you sell products or services and you uh, you get revenue for the company that is then you earn it as a non-salaried workforce. Um, so it's a more technical word, but we're going to dive into what exactly this means because I know I didn't know until I got into network marketing. And we are going to sort of go step by step and explain exactly how it works, how people make money, and why people think it's a pyramid scheme. But before then, let's actually get into how we got into Amway. And uh, Mohi, do you want to take that off? Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, it's definitely an interesting story. So I actually, I, uh, I'll um, definitely feel free to cut me off. I'm going to tell the brief version of my story. I'm happy to go into a little bit more detail uh, as we as we continue to move through. Um, and I, you know, David was actually named way before me. He'll talk about his detailed experience uh, before that. He quit way before. Uh, I started it, so I already kind of knew what Amway was, but not really. I never really asked him too much about it uh, up until you know I was in the in the vetting process, which was essentially the the interview process, uh, and they like to call it the vetting process to make it sound something, uh, make it sound like something fancy. But <laughs> uh, first off, disclaimer: I I realize all uh, this a lot of this is going to be for people that you know I I, I or whoever is listening or watching this I I you know. It, whether you're in the in the vetting process right now, you're trying to figure out whether this is for you, right? And you're watching this video, um, or you're already in Amway, uh, you're doubting kind of your time in it, or uh, if if you know you just never heard of network marketing, you're just curious. I think this is going to be very valuable for you. Uh, you know, once again, we don't hold all the answers, right? There are people that have made money within the system, but I think it's very important to listen to different perspectives, and this is mine. So. All right. So as far as uh, joining the Amway system, I started during the uh, essentially the beginning of of my first or my sorry my last semester of my senior year of college, right before the pandemic hit. Uh, so like January of twenty twenty, what was the last year? Twenty twenty. Holy mm -hmm. crap! Uh, January of twenty twenty. Also, uh, boiler up, all my Purdue fam. Love you all. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I I um. Uh, someone that I knew through a previous internship, I'm not going to use any names. I'm going to try really, really hard not to use any names. Um, just once again, for, for like more logistical and also legal purposes, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not. Uh, so, uh, you know, someone, uh, somebody I met uh, within the AT&T 
uh, internship that I had who who's essentially a full-timer while I was an intern there. You know, I got to know him. I talked to him a little bit. I didn't know him too well, right? But he introed me to the platform, right? And I hold nothing against him because when you're an IBL, it's really, you, you get in that mindset of essentially fu- like trying to recruit all of your acquaintances. Um, and, you know, some people kind of see that, you know, somewhat badly. And like, frankly, I did at first a little bit too, but, you know, over time you really start to realize that, look, like <laughs> just cause you're being recruited by someone, it doesn't mean they really think less of you, obviously, like, you know, that is true to an extent, but there are, you know, obviously like the, you know, do you want to quickly, uh, just explain what IBO is for people that don't know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you. I was going on a tangent there. So feel free to stop me because there's a lot to this. And I really want to talk about a lot of this. <laughs> but again, for the sake of time, I'm trying to touch on like some of the most important points for you guys. Because uh, we're, you know, most people that are essentially being recruited into the Amway system by an existing IBO, which I'll talk about in a second, are going to be our age. So like, you know, college students, or even high school students, which really, really freaking sucks. Um, and people that are frankly just like very new to their careers or, you know, just finishing up college. And I think that everybody has a right to really, really understand a little bit more behind the mindset of those who have left the Amway system because it's, it's very important. Um, IBL, by the way, is just independent business owner. It's, it's the, uh, essentially the label that they give you. Uh, so Amway really, really makes you think that you're a business owner. Uh, that's how they market it. It's like, you know, start your own business with Amway. You go to the, go to Amway.com right now. I think it's.com. Um, and it's like, yeah, start your own business, you know, or, or, you know, uh, become an IBO, an independent business owner that should have thrown people off immediately because uh, you're essentially an employee you were not holding your own business you were not even making money by selling the products and uh, david is there a section about the business model later or should i talk about it now yeah there are uh, we'll get touched by okay it a so bit i time. don't want to talk too much about the business model right now for the sake of time because this is about my experience but uh, just understand that if anything's marketing that hey you know you're, you're gonna be a business owner you're gonna make so much money within the next few years like there's always a you know there's always a catch there's always a catch, like in, in the background, you know. Uh, so going back to my story, a buddy of mine uh, that I knew from AT and T, just you know, again, someone I wasn't close with tried to recruit me. It worked out because back then I didn't know what network marketing was. Otherwise, I would have said no immediately. And hope before you guys, you know, judge right away, don't say no. Like <laughs> this is just me, you know, sharing my experience. We'll get into what we think at the end uh, in terms of whether you should join a network marketing platform or not. But you know, I, I, I saw it through cause I was like, damn, this is really cool. You know, uh, you know, I obviously someone that was like really, really still am to an extent hyped up on some of the Grant Cardone, Gary V, you know, just entrepreneurial self-development content. Right. And in that, you know, being that it was my last semester of college, I already had my full-time job lined up. I was in a space where I was really, really, really trying to start something. You know, I wanted to start something cause I had a lot of extra time during my last semester. And I was like, look, like this is the perfect time to start a business. Uh, and I, you know, I had some, had a lot of ideas and obviously like very, very early on in the year when I was approached about this, Hey, would you want to be an independent business owner? You know, uh, the, the guy was pretty much like, I would love to set up an introduction, uh, to essentially my coach. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, coaching mentorship, that's something I really, really want. That's something I need. I've never really had that in my life, uh, beyond like coaching for like academic purposes or even just like basic career coaching. I've never had essentially business coaching or life, you know, life, uh, side hustle coaching. Uh, so I was very open to it in the moment. So, you know, I sat down, uh, we did a zoom call with the guy 
And immediately, like, I should have seen not so much red flags, but just how much random red tape there was for something that really shouldn't have that much red tape. Like, uh, and you really don't realize this until you become an IBO because you're essentially trying to recruit people the same way. So I was being recruited. I just didn't know it. I thought that this guy was actually legitimately setting up a coaching call uh, between like, you know, j just to introduce me to his coach so I can get mentored by him. Right. And I thought this was just a nice thing that he was doing. I didn't realize that I was being recruited in the moment. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you essentially start a vetting process. So the, you get on with the coach, right. And I'm going to call him Bob. Uh, hopefully I remember to use the same names for everybody, but <laughs> I'm going to call him Bob, right. Uh, Bob, if you're listening to this again, I, I mean, no ill will, but <laughs> I'm just saying things like it is like what Bob, the builder, Bob, the builder. I'm just saying things like it is, you know, I ultimately really liked Bob. I, you know, I, I, I thought he was a, a cool guy. Like, you know, he, he legitimately like taught me a lot, uh, through the process. And it wasn't even like from like a business perspective, it was just from like a life and like a, a, like just like professionalism and communication perspective that frankly, I find myself communicating a lot like Bob now, uh, just talking very similarly. But, you know, I, I sat on with the coaching call with Bob and then the guy that introduced me, uh, who was frankly very quiet during the call. Um, and we went over some of my goals for the next few, few years and, you know, just essentially try to uncover alignment between me and then the system. And right from the start, they don't tell you what the system is. Uh, you can ask and they will tell you they should. Um, but you know, the fact that it was Amway, they keep it, they very much keep it a secret. <laughs> like, they, they really do their best to, uh, keep it basically say it's something else. They don't use the word Amway until you are further down the process. That's especially how like mine went down. Like even if you asked, these guys would never say Amway. It would be like we're doing. We help customers and large businesses market. And the reason for that. that is because Amway has such a bad reputation. Uh, it you know it and frankly it's it's because all network marketing in general has a bad reputation. We'll get into pyramid scheme later, yeah. I think. Uh, but you know, being that I, I knew nothing about Amway, I knew David was in it and that's the only thing I knew. I first, like, like, again, I just had no idea this was Amway or a network marketing platform. I didn't even know what network marketing was. Uh, and like I, you know, legitimately thought this was just a coaching opportunity where we were uncovering alignment. I thought this was a guy that just enjoys coaching young people, uh, with his free time. Right. And he's very selective. And that's what I, you know, because th there are people out there that are legitimately trying to coach people. Like I coach people at school, for example, that, you know, I just, like doing because I like helping people. So like, I, I guess miss me with the excuse that like, oh yeah, of course they're looking for something, you know, like, yeah. no, like there's people out there that yes, they're willing to coach you, even if that costs money. But like, there are people willing to do it for free because they like to. But anyway, um, yeah, we a couple calls in for the sake of time. You know, I, I gradually move through the vetting process very quickly. They get you on one of their board meetings that they run every single week, uh, and you get to get, get some exposure with the team and get to see what they're like. And you know, I, I sh immediately like you start seeing like half these people look like they've never really been in a business profession, and like even if they are, like their suits look so old and they just look so raggedy, and it's like. There are definitely some very, very smart people in there, but, it, you know, the, frankly, the, I, I think the board meeting step needs to be taken out from their perspective just because it, it really wasn't a good good impression. But anyway, by the end, you know, near the end of the vetting process, they tell you that it's Amway. 
And then they go over the system, they go over the pricing structure, or, or not the pricing structure, yeah, the pricing structure in terms of what you have to pay. Uh, the, and they go over you know how essentially the the commission structure the uh, the payout structure works, uh, which is on a if I recall correctly a PV like a bonus scale, uh, based on the amount of not only products you buy and sell, uh, but on the people you recruit right. And frankly, they don't go over this in an, enough detail to really warrant joining in the first place. But I'm an idiot, and you know in the moment I was just so hyped up. I was like, man, this sounds cool. You know, it's a combination of network marketing, affiliate marketing. Uh, a couple other different things. They really hype it up. Uh, it, it's network marketing. Like, <laughs> simple as that. It's network marketing. You can say all you want that it borrows elements from all these different types of business models. Uh, in some ways, obviously, it definitely does, but it's network marketing at the end of the day. It's Amway. Everybody who knows what Amway is knows what Amway is. I just unfortunately was one of the people that didn't. Uh, and, you know, near the end, when I finally got an offer uh, to enter a partnership, I, you know, I did some research. I finally learned more about network marketing. I finally picked David's brain about it because we never really talked about it, right? Because he quit way before that. Um, I think I was I, in like, I was quitting or quit. Just he like was like in the like process. Were, of, he was in the process of ghosting them. Uh, like, in some ways, yeah. Yeah. So I, I did research and I, I saw all the bad things people were saying about Amway, how they take advantage of you, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was like, oh man, well, I really like my coach and, you know, I like the guy that introduced me to him and, you know, everything so far has been a solid experience on my end. So I was like, you know what? I, I told David too. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll just give it a try, you know, a few months, maybe even like a year and, you know, really see where it goes. Cause I, obviously it's not something that's going to make you money right away, but it sounded like a solid plan. You know, you watch some videos from like, uh, uh, Patrick Bed David, who has some really good things to say about network marketing, right? He really breaks it down and really explains that network marketing itself is not a bad platform, and I'll talk more about that later. Uh, but there was a lot of positives to 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 being in the community, even even if it was a little shady and it just didn't really really make like there were things that I just didn't like, and frankly, a lot of people that turned so many people away. Um, so I joined. I gave it a chance. Uh, how much time do I have left? I would uh, say, yeah, let's keep it there for now. Uh, we'll go on to like impressions, experiences a little bit more here. But okay. uh, just for sake, sake keeping times, uh, my stories could be a little bit shorter just because I, Mohiami touched basically on everything that goes through that process. I'll just sort of go through how I was found in the recruitment center because I know we got recruited in totally different separate ways. Your, I mean, your whole experience was a little bit more online. Mine was more of a physical because of the pan pandemic, everything else, like I was more in person, you were more online, right? Um, yeah. But I'll say the the one thing I did see, I actually just I did go on Amway.com and they do have like a started business link, and it's like yeah, be in business for yourself, but never by yourself. And they have, you know, you can watch a video, you can uh, learn how to make money, all this, all this different, all this stuff. Just so really like, think about that, like advertising, start a business, and making it seem like such an easy thing. I there's red flags in that immediately. Entrepreneurship is not something that needs to be glorified as something that's easy. It definitely is. Um, so we'll, but we'll get into that a little bit more later on here. But so how did I get into it? For me, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. I was actually walking back from DePaul University in Chicago. I had my Grant Cardone 10X hat on. Think, uh, sadly, I don't have it on today. But a guy came up to me and he's like, hey, man, is that uh, Grant Cardone 10X? I was like, yeah, it is what's up? You know, we started talking a little bit and we're just discussing things like what you're working on, what are you interested in looking? And I think during that time I was somewhere in between like real estate sales. I actually don't remember too much about that time in my, in my life, but it was something in real estate, something like that. 
So we talked a little bit, and he was like, you know, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? You know, so I asked him, and he's like, yeah, I'm, um, you know, I have a mentor, and we're working on this online platform, and we're, uh, we're just marketing, and he just made it sound very vague. I actually don't remember what he said, because it was like, I asked him three times, but it was like something about like mentorship, and they, uh, they help you, and he's working with this specific coach and, and mentor that's helping him build an online business something like that and i was like yeah you know that's cool so he was like hey like let me let me see if i can't you know talk to him and try to get you in you know what's your contact info so uh, you know we we hooked up on linkedin uh hooked up we didn't hook up on tinder <laughs> we uh we like linked I, up. I think everybody knows what you're talking we linked about. up on linkedin um so from there, we went to a call, just a second call. We had, we talked a little bit about, hey, like, how'd you, what are you trying to do with your life? You know, goals, aspirations, things, things like that, which is very common in the process. From there, we had one meeting in uh, Starbucks, I believe, where, or, sorry, it was McDonald's. It was McDonald's. I do remember that. Where we talked and they're like, yeah, you know, uh, we have this book. It's uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Network Marketing, I don't remember, 21st Century business yeah, something yeah. like that 21st century i think you read it as well right at some point 20th century business or it was something about the 20th 20th no i don't think i 21st, read that i think it's 21st century business what i know it's for fine our, it's not that it's, important yeah, it's yeah. you'll find it i mean if, if you one of robert's Robert biggest Kiesock, books yeah. i just don't think i've read that one so far okay so that was um he was like yeah read that like how much time do you think you need you know we are looking for people that are passionate blah 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 and that's when it was, you know, it was like network marketing. And at that time, I didn't know exactly what network marketing was. A lot of people were talking about it, Grant Cardone, other entrepreneurs. They're like, yeah, I tried network marketing. So I'm like, okay, you know, why not give it a try? Well, I'm, I'm not opposed to trying new things, right? So I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I read the book. It sounded really interesting. Uh, there was a lot of like key figures and stuff that like, I was like, okay, this could be a really cool, interesting business. And from there, that's when we also had the board meeting. That's where they introduced Amway the first time. And that's where I was like, oh, okay, like I've heard of Amway. I've never been in Amway or don't know anything. I just heard of it before as I was doing research on market, network marketing. We talked a little bit. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. We had our second meeting, then another board plan. And eventually I got on board as well. Again, during this time, uh, it was, I was in that phase like Mohi, where it's like business, try to start, start something new. Always looking for new new things to do. I mean, I'm constantly like that, right? I, if I find something new, I want to try it out. I go for it. Uh, we got some uh, <laughs> firefighters outside. Yeah, ambulance. You might want to. You might want to cut this out. Nah, it's on. fine. Well, I don't think they'll hear it. But if you don't know what we're talking about, there's an ambulance driving by my road. It's snowing, so someone probably crashed. Hopefully they're okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. So I, my, like I said, it was a very interesting process i was really hyped up i was really excited during the time and those it made a lot of sense in some ways you know i was like okay like this, this sounds pretty good we can probably get make it work and get it done so i guess i sort of answered the second question as well which is sort of first impressions now i will say i do want to differentiate this before we keep going on the group that we're part of is bww which is yeah, brit worldwide yeah. That is that is not Amway. So Amway is the company that we use to sell the products and make money. BWW is the training plat platform 
that they market as that's where you have your mentorship, your trainings, your conferences to learn how to sell and be better. They're at all Amway. partnered with Amway. They, I don't, yeah. I, I, I really strongly believe that there is some sort of deeper relationship between Amway and BWW because there's no way that again, so many of these organizations exist and they're solely, solely divided by the upline. Uh, and and yeah. again, some of this terminology might not make any sense, and we we're happy to go into this a little bit more. Uh, but I, I just wanted to throw that in there because I I str- differentiate the education company from the platform all you want, but I, I strongly do feel like they're they they are the same thing. That's why I always say that I was just with Amway. Like if you're doing Amway, you're most likely either just selling the products directly, which is not going to make you money, or you're with an education company, which there's BWW, there's like all these other ones. There's there's so many. Yeah, they have they're very similar in many cases as well. So uh, anything that's you see key points, especially if you've been in Amway and BWW, you see different key points here. But yeah, uh, in some ways they're very tied to Amway. Uh, it's not like Oh, uh, we just use Amway because we use it. I believe the founders as well, like they uh, have been with Amway, like they met the CEO of Amway. So it's very intertwined. But for the specific, if you're going into this, just so you know, there is a difference. It's not the same company per se. It's more of like a training and products are two separate. But uh, moving on, uh, so we sort of covered our first imp- uh, impressions here. So let's, so let's sort of answer the first impressions of BWW Amway and then move on to sort of your experience, uh, experiences with Amway uh, in general. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's actually do this just so we don't confuse people. Let's actually talk about how Amway, BW, Amway works and how yeah, you're supposed to make money. I think that would be that. the best way to do this so no one gets confused when we talk about stuff because... I'm going to break it down, and I honestly don't think both of us need to touch on this. I think that this is like something we can break down in five minutes. It would, yeah. The way Amway and network marketing works, but I'm going to say it in an Amway sense because there's a lot of companies out there. There's like Herbalife and all these other ones. They all do it very differently. Here's the thing, <clears throat> and we'll go into more of our overall impressions of, again, whether you should join or not near the end. I'm very positive about network marketing. Even though I quit, I, I walked away with a lot, and you know I don't regret my time in the platform. We'll go over experience in a second, but the way it works is it is a pyramid scheme <laughs> in all sense of the word. You know, they can say it's not, it, you know, it, it, it is, it's a pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme has just, it's it, the connotation of the word is really, really bad, but like, honestly, it's, it's a pyramid scheme that it is what it is. You make money by the amount of people you've cr- recruited into your organization, by the amount of people they've recruited into their organization, et cetera. It's, it's, it's really simple. Uh, and you know, they, if they just say that, I just wish, th- I, I wish they were a little bit more open about that. Cause they try to prop it up as something that isn't, you know, I, I sat down with uh, we're going to call him Bob again, my, my, my coach. And, you know, we, we literally looked at the, the, the plan, uh, the bonus, the, 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 the way that the bonuses work. Uh, which is again how you build your wealth, right? And like it takes time, but yeah, I mean you're recruiting people who then recruit people, and it's just like it is a pyramid scheme in all definition of the words. And you know, frankly, like the people at the top, the uplines, you know, they're they're called uplines for a reason. That's why there's uplines. That's why there's downlines. It's a pyramid scheme. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I just think that we're at a point where the word pyramid scheme just means something so bad. Yet people really start associating that with something bad right off the bat. But I just want to be very clear. Um, you were being coached because you're there to create expected return in the long run for your upline. 
uh, for your coach, who's probably the downline of somebody else, who's getting coached by somebody else, who's getting coached by somebody else. You're a part of the cog. You become part of that. Uh, and then you're expected to do the same thing. The money you make is not going to be by selling product. That's just honestly something that you can make a little bit of money on. But it's high. You're, I mean, let me correct the, the way I said that. You make money by selling the products, but you do it by something called a monthly ditto. Uh, and, and the way that works is you buy a certain amount of product, whether that's for you, like for personal use, uh, and or for customers, uh, people that you have that essentially want to buy product from you, right? Uh, monthly, right? Or just every once in a while. And you just, you know, it, it works like sales. You're finding people to buy products from you. You're buying products from you. You have your family buying stuff. Like, uh, and if you do it right, it actually goes pretty well. So really like try to get that ditto as high as possible. And then you want to recruit people that are doing the same thing. And look, I'm not going to go into all the specifics on, because we can be here all day talking about how, the, uh, how exactly the math works and all that. But the, the, the summary is like you recruit enough people who are putting in their day one dittos uh, that are extremely high. You're going to make money from that. You're going to make like a certain commission from that, right? Cause you, cause you've coached those people uh, to essentially do the work. Um, and it, it makes sense. It's a pyramid scheme. That's that's what it is. So that's how you make your money. Uh, you don't get it just by selling a lot of product to customers. That's where a lot of people get screwed over. Uh, and frankly, a lot of people get taken advantage of. And that's where the downside of network marketing comes for comes in is because there's a lot of organizations out there that do use Amway poorly. That's why there's different educational companies. The education companies are solely there because they do things differently. Every upline does things differently. Our organization, I would say from my experience, is pretty ethical. Like, I mean, we recruit people and essentially have them recruit people. And like, we create a, essentially a, a closeness in our group and, and, and professional that we focus on professional development. There's there's a lot that not every organization does. There's little organizations out there that just find other people to sell products to. And unfortunately, that's where network marketing gets a bad rep. Um, so that's what it is in a nutshell. I, I feel like I'm leaving something out. You see all the products in front of me. This is an example of all the products that we sell in Amway. Uh, a lot of them are nutrition oriented. There's also pots and pans, which are crazy expensive. Uh, but most of it is nutrition products, meal products. Uh, you know, a supplements, uh, yeah, supplements, the vitamins, things like that. And frankly, uh, they're, they're nothing special. Like <laughs> I'm drinking this energy drink right now. I, I like the products. I mean, it's not something that I'm crazy about. I don't hate them, but I, I think that they're definitely a little overpriced. Uh, and you know, they can talk all they want about the premiums. There's some really good videos out there that can really break it down for you. And I really encourage people that are existing IBOs, uh, to look at the details for some of these products side by side with things that are in the stores. Cause that's what I did. Uh, and some of the details on the Amway website just literally make no sense because they repeat the same piece of information twice. And if I could find an example, I'll send it over to David to post. Uh, but uh, th th I, there's literally like words that they like find synonyms for and then put them right next to each other and like make it sound like a, something like a feature of a product is more advanced than it actually is. Uh, like they just hype up their products too much. So that's one issue. But the products are fine. I, you know, they're, they're nothing bad. The products aren't going to do anything bad for you. They're very healthy. They're, you know, they're like anything else you would find in the store. Uh, and that's so that's how the business More model expensive. works. That's the products. Uh, are we forgetting anything? Uh, I'm just going to back up just a little bit here and go into more of a breakdown. So when you get into Amway, either through a training system or by yourself, you are an IBO, as he mentioned, you know, independent business owner. From there, you have multiple different ways of making money. The first is, yes, you can go out there. You can sell to your customers at both a whole. So you get wholesale prices, right? So you get them a little bit cheaper than what you would sell it as a retail price. 
and they have so they have a recommended retail price where you can sell it at let's say i get my energy drinks for twenty dollars i can sell it for 25 make a five dollar uh difference here on top of that you get uh pv which is your um uh, is it pv right uh, point bon- value point, and business, there we go value. yeah yeah so you get those points that's how you actually i'm not gonna go into it but that's a scale and that that's how you figure out how much of a extra commission you get on top of uh selling those products so that's one way to go is as mohi mentioned that is a very hard way to get into it that's some earlier a lot earlier trainings and that's where a lot of people when they do look at uh, pyramid schemes it's like oh you're selling you're pushing products all the time and that's sort of um this like that's how it was that's how a lot of people associate this stuff stuff with is like you're constantly pushing products onto people your neighbors you're, uh, you're knocking on doors and so bww takes it a different way where they watch you and this is how you know they obviously word it for that they're to make it sound better but they basically invite you to get customers and and to invite people over to become part of your downline so all downline is is that you're on top and you're sponsoring someone so every time he makes a sale or he finds someone else you get extra points for him you're making extra money that's where the pyramid pyramid scheme comes from obviously you have an upline which mohi mentioned which is just the people above you as well so i just wanted to clarify that just to make a little more sense here but again like mohi mentioned there's those are the biggest ones you get bonuses there's there's i think there's like 17 20 different ways of actually making money but the most common ones do start with selling products or finding people that are get do your ditto, which is every month they could put maybe two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars down, and oh. that ditto right there is gonna be what. David, uh, when you're done, I them. I need to talk about the costs. There's something serious I want to say. Uh, are you done? That that sounded like I mean that yeah, that, yeah, that, that summed it up pretty well. I uh I, I did just briefly want to touch on like yeah we can move on to experiences and what we sort of that I guess had, this this yeah. could lead into experiences for sure. Near the end of the process, they clarify the cost with you. It's nothing crazy. I mean they're right. It's it is like a cheap way to start a business. It's not really a business though. You're part of the Amway cog, you know, like or the BWW cog, whichever you want to say. You're part of the organization. Some people are fine with that, and that that kind of goes into why I quit later. I'll, I'll talk about it, but. I, uh, the costs are essentially, you, you have to pay to be an IBO. All right. I want you to think about that for a second. You are paying to be a business owner. Like you're, you're, you're paying for a license to be a business owner. It's, it's kind of like getting an LLC, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's different, isn't it? Like, I mean, just think about that. And like the absurdity of even thinking about that is ridiculous. Um, but anyway, I didn't know any better. (laughs) Like I, I'll get into that in a second because uh, we are moving into experiences. But you had to pay, I was it, $99 or something like that? Also, oh, by the way, right. Amway or anyone that was part of the organization that worked with me that's listening to this, why do you have to pay to like renew your 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 annual IBO license to get your, your, your bonus statement for taxes, to get your tax statement? That is like a complete ripoff, and that should not be the case. And I've seen a lot of people on Reddit that have been, you know, going on it. They quit Amway, and then they, you know, unfortunately their IBO license is expired. And now they can't get access to their bonus statement for taxes, uh, and, and like they would have to pay for the the license again uh, just to get access to it. Even it's just it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm sure you can call customer support, and they'll, you know do some craziness and they'll they'll say that oh yeah now you can access it because they probably don't want lawsuits and things like that but that should be you shouldn't even have to call that's ridiculous anyway (laughs) i just wanted to say that 
just to give you guys an idea of what type of company you're really working with here. Um, As you can see, well, he was trying to do his taxes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. I didn't make that many like crazy bonuses or anything, so I really don't care. But I just think it's important to recognize that a company that doesn't want to openly share something like that without you paying for them is just a little ridiculous. You had to pay for that. You had to pay for a BWW, uh, essentially streaming fee, where you're encouraged to listen to uh, curated podcasts. Uh, and, 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 uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Podcast, uh, every single day, uh, through their system. And it's literally not even like podcasts, like, like you can find podcasts for free, better ones on Apple music and, or sorry, Apple and, uh, Spotify and things like that. These are literal VWW speakers from some of the conventions that they hold, which they also make you pay for, by the way, every quarter. Uh, and then there's monthly ones and then there's weekly ones. Um, they these are recorded segments that they just transfer into podcast form and frankly the platform looks like shit uh audio also really sucks uh and the speakers don't even say anything that's like very it is added no value if it's adding value to you if you're listening to this you're an ibo it's adding value to you i'm so happy for you but look like <laughs> i feel like i've i i'm pretty successful so far and i'm only 22 uh and like i've got no value from the bww podcast so i stopped paying for it um what else do you pay for uh well you said the monthly cost right All yeah the you got your ibo fee you got that oh and then obviously your ditto, ditto which is what i just talked about your your monthly orders you're encouraged to create a personal volume for yourself and that includes things maybe if your family member wants something you know etc i know my mom wanted some of those supplements uh near the end of my time in amway uh so really things like that just getting an order ready that you can put in every month i think my highest was a 400 hundred dollar ditto that really kind of screwed over my finances for a little bit because uh, you really feel the pressure because you like i mean that's how the business is you want to i mean if you're any if you're remotely a good person uh and you know you're getting coached by somebody in the system if you really believe in it you want to create incentive for your coach to continue coaching you uh, and that's why i put in a high ditto even though i really i didn't want to at that point because i'm my goal is paying off debt like I, I, you know, I, I, I did it solely because I was in the organization for so long, not doing a ditto that I, I, I kind of felt like I had to, and that's just, you know, it, it really hurt my finances. That being said, that's one of the big, that's the biggest expense hands down is, is your monthly, your monthly product order. So those are the major expenses you had to deal with. Uh, again, there's your convention costs, which were what, like a hundred dollars or, or a little bit more Honestly, than that. Depends. Uh, uh, I, you know, what's funny is when the pandemic started, all these conventions went online and they should they should be no more than like twenty thirty dollars for access or honestly free because they're on Zoom. They still make you pay the one hundred. There is no reason to do that. That was milking your money. I paid for the first one. I got no value from the conference because it literally sounded like every BWW podcast I've ever listened to. Um, and then they, you know, I didn't pay for the second one. I told Bob I was like, look, like <laughs> this is something I don't feel comfortable paying for. So getting on to my experience, David, let me know how much time I have left so I, I yeah, can really think I'm about I'm going to just jump in really quick here for the uh, conferences-wise. Yeah. Uh, just I actually experienced it in person. I was to, I think, two or three I of went them. to one right before the pandemic, and that was solely because they, they needed me to get around the team uh, before I can actually join the system. Was that the uh, quarter one? It was, was the, the... Uh, it was, uh, I think it was the monthly one. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was at the hotel. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was that. And then there's the bigger conferences where you have you know thousands of people come together in one spot. Uh, those 
very expensive. Uh, I think the tickets, you know, were 100, 150, 160. Plus, you got to pay for your hotels, which are for different different states have different or uh, different. There's like three events going on in different areas, like the Midwest, East, and West Coast. And so it would be either two or three days, and it would be all day long. I mean, we'd start somewhere at 9, 10 a.m. and go until two or three in the morning. Like and it was. David, what hard. I want to ask you is because in the corporate world, this is this is fine because it's like you're at the conference, then you go out drinking. Was was this like you were at the conference no, all day? Like you conference. guys didn't even go drink from whatever. No, no, like, you guys didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this I, was. From, I think is a little ridiculous. This was from uh, literally the morning. You would you would go. You would uh, have the first half of the conference. Then they would have like maybe around like one or two. There would be a lunch break. Sorry, we have uh, distractions in the background. There will be a lunch break for an hour or two, which for us in our upline, they wanted to meet in their hotel and have another conversation and talk, which at that point, you've been up. So the worst experience I'll have, I'll, I'll give you guys one story and then we can continue on really quickly, was in Baltimore. That was, I flew by myself. Uh, my parents were out of town on vacation and my uncle was driving me to the airport. I got like two hours of sleep, if even that, maybe an hour. I flew in there, got maybe another hour of sleep, and this was a this was the first it was it was a Friday, so it was like the first half was literally just uh, afternoon to evening, and from there it'd be the whole day for the next day or two, and it was terrible. I mean, the amount of energy drinks you gotta drink just to stay awake and listen to it because you're listening to the same thing over and over again, and honestly, it, it came to that point where it's like people are so hyped up, and that's like. That's the whole goal of these conferences is to get you hyped up and like, you know, cheering. And it's like, oh, if you're not awake and fully motivated at two in the morning when you've been sitting in your seat for the past 15 hours in a suit when it's hot and you just want to like relax. Uh, that's what I did not personally like was the fact that like, OK, like at some point the knowledge is just passing through me. I'm just literally staring forward, falling asleep, trying not to fall asleep so I don't look bad for my upline. But it was uh, it was brutal and it I was just like, dude, I like, I can't do this. I want ex- like actually experience Baltimore, and then like if I try for the two hours that you actually have a break to like dewine, they want you to uh, let's go food here, food here, and we'll we'll talk and we'll have a conversation. I'm like, dude, like I I I want to like at least have like two or three hours to like explore and have fun and like see the city and and just dewine and then not you know get out start at, like I think it started like five or six and go until like two in the morning, and they would start with. So each one would start off with actually a, a DJ, and they were like DJ, and you would uh, dance, which was uh, it was pretty cool, it was like, pretty fun. But like at the same time, like I just want you know go in the conference have uh, and get over with. But it was very, 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 very long. Nothing was open. I was hungry, uh, and I'll finish this with uh, one last thing too. Sunday would always have like a Sunday church session, so it would be like Catholic. Uh, they had different. They had like Christian like all different religions they had different sessions and it felt like you were sort of pressured they didn't really force you to go to those but it felt like you were pressured to like attend one of them i did for my last conference that i went to attend it and uh personally like i'm not very religious uh, as a person so i am catholic but i'm not very religious i don't go to church as much so for me it was a very it felt like they were pushing religion too. It just felt like at the end they were like, "Oh, if you if you guys uh believe in religion and stuff, like, yeah, like if you guys want us to like add you to the group and stuff, like come and join us, like come upstage and we'll celebrate." And I was like, 
I didn't obviously do it, but it just felt like <laughs> they were pressuring me to become more religious, and I was like, I, it's not for me. So that was just my experience with the conference as like a in-person thing. It was exhausting, man. <laughs> there was no drinking. Like no one drinks. That's the thing. They're like they they pride themselves on no alcohol, and, and you that's, just learn. Yeah, David, are you are you pretty much done? Can I am. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, as you know, when I first heard David's story about the conference, that was when I was brand new to the system, and I gave David a lot of crap. I remember. Uh, just because like I was so hyped up, you know, back then, like I really thought like, oh yeah, like, and that's their, that's their goal. Their goal is to hype you up. I was like, and that's what I want to touch on. I was like, maybe, maybe this is how, you know, this, this business needs to be run. I gotta be so hyped up. Like, you know, I, I can't complain. You know, if I complain that I'm not a good IBO, I'm not doing this right, blah, blah, blah. That's what I really prided myself on. I was, you know, I was someone that was like much like David, very open, trying to try this out to its fullest extent. So this way, if I quit, I know that I put all my all into it and I still didn't like it. Um, so, you know, hearing David's story initially, I was like, oh, you know, maybe he just didn't experience it the right way. You know, maybe it just, you know, it, it, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll have a different experience, though I've never been to one because the pandemic started. Frankly, I've seen some of the videos and I, you know, I, it looks like any other business conference. Like I, I you know, here's the thing. I feel that frankly, most conferences don't last that long, as long as David's saying. And I totally feel like, you know, because I've gotten this vibe from our weekly board meetings, like these are the type of people that are like, you know, they don't care about your mental health. Uh, and, you know, they do to an extent, but ultimately if you're not, it's, it's, you're, it's very, very, very much like an organization where you have to be like, hundred percent passionate like you have to be fired up like no like committed about to frankly something that i just think that doesn't have that much value i all these board plans all these meetings all these podcasts uh all these even i i say conferences because i just don't think there's anything really being taught here uh are aren't even like networking events or anything these are just solely things and this is why the education company exists in my mind, is to hype people up so much so they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave the organization because in a pyramid scheme, and you know, obviously I've, I've, I've been in Amway. I was there January through September. I quit in September. Um, I've been with them for nine months. It's not even as long as other people are in it, but I've seen, I, you know, I face so much negativity day to day. I, I barely even want to mention that I'm an independent business owner with Amway to anybody in a conversation because like it, they have that much of a bad reputation even though our organization, I feel like, was pretty ethical. And it's just you have to deal with that negativity all the time. There's that constant pressure. Even from the moment I joined, there was that pressure of like, man, I I, I kind of want to quit just because, it, you know, I didn't really, and I'll get into that a little bit more later. I just didn't really, you know, I, I didn't want to face that constant. I, I felt like I was doing something bad. Like I wasn't doing a business properly. Not that there's a proper way to run a business. I'll, so I'll jump I, in there really quickly for uh, just because you mentioned something like, the like negative annotation kind of thing of like you you know that pressure of like okay this is like a pyramid scheme right people hear it uh, I remember you actually asking me when we were talking about Amway in the beginning you were like why didn't you like post stuff on Snapchat and like Facebook and social media right like hype this up like you're doing a business right and uh, part of that was like because they don't want you to but yeah secondly yeah. it was just like I was like yeah I mean like it just would give me a bad rep. And I think at that point, like you, you didn't understand because you were just getting into the business. This was like when you're like, so you didn't understand what I was going through. But I think now you're sort of 
If we talk no, about I understood more, after like a month in, and like I literally like asked my coach, "Hey, why can't I post like some stories on Instagram, Snapchat, you know, blah 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 about all this?" Like you know, be like, "Hey, you know, I'm selling this product," or like, "Hey, you know, join this system." Like I, you know, essentially, there's so many better ways to find you know candidates uh, to essentially recruit and then to sell products. And like you know, he was literally like, "All right, just make sure you check in with me before you post." Just pretty much his way of saying like you know don't post anything like yeah. and like there's there's a reason for that it's just there's so much negative stuff about the platform we already kind of touched on that it's like you're constantly feeling the pressure of quitting like they need a way to try to get everybody to stay in and their way of doing that is weekly meetings uh you know uh, weekly meetings and then all, along with that weekly coaching sessions like and i say coaching with quotes because it's all literally just the way to make sure that you have that bond with the team so this way you're not quitting and frankly i feel like that's a downside because like if you have to put that much energy and effort to keeping people in you're not really focusing on the qualities of the business model that can actually you know just you're not really focusing on a way to how can we overturn the image of what amway is in the public size like how can we overturn the image of network marketing? People have made a lot of money with network marketing. My coach has made a lot of money through network marketing. His coach, like my upline upline, like big upline, he's made a lot of money. Like dudes, like he doesn't have to work. Like you can make a lot of money from network marketing. Stay with it long enough. It's really about like, it, it, it really is about like your, your passion for the platform. I was not passionate about this through the whole thing. I mean, like, literally, like, <laughs> after month one, I realized these meetings are literally the same thing over and over again. Uh, it, it, like, they, they don't teach you anything new. I mean, there's there's the how to build, like, your, your PV and all that stuff, which is very simple in my mind. Uh, and it's like you're hearing from speakers that, frankly, like, a, a lot – you're hearing from, like, each other, which we shouldn't because we're not really having any success. We're all – IBOs that are in this together, we should be hearing from the uplines. Along with this, you know, there are just some things that I want to touch on. I'm very freeform about this. If you have any questions, reach out to us individually. Uh, I'm just plug this in there. I will be making a video later with a lot more of a structured approach to talking about my experience with Amway. So right now I'm talking about just whatever comes to mind. And that's specifically because I just want you to like feel what it's like. It felt like a very shady system. Now, the business model is not because a lot of people have made money from it. But I just felt like the culture was something much to David's point about the like the conferences and stuff like it was not something I wanted to be a part of in the long run. Like it's just like they it's either like you're super fired up about the system or you can get out. That's kind of how they treat you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, my my coach, uh, Bob, you know, I'm gonna call him Bob. Like he was very chill about it. Obviously, like he, he I'm sure he even himself has a lot of problems with the system, but he's made so much money out of it that he doesn't want to say anything. He's literally like just a few years older than us. So like, I, that's why I don't hate him. And I, I, I gained a lot from him. I just, I strongly feel that th there's this culture just does not care about your, your, your mental health. If you, if you, you know, if you share any sort of like resentment against this platform or anything like that, they want you, get, they want to get you on a call immediately to talk through it. And like, you know, just, just really like, like try to convince you that this, 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 um, this system, you know, is, you know, really try to like convince you that it's great. Like really try to like showcase why it's set up the way it is. And like, I, it's just like, there's such an over need to defend the platform. And that's why all these meetings and stuff exist. 
uh, to defend the platform, the business model, and like just the culture. Um, but frankly, I have not seen enough tangible results to really care about this system uh, outside. Like you can tell me all day that this is the best business model in the world, but like I'm a realist. Like I'm not an idiot. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I just like. They literally prey on people who don't know much about the business world and who have low confidence. I even asked my coach when I was like new to like when I was about to like get in like become an IBO. I just finally got my offer. One of my questions for him was like, like how do you choose who to target? Why do I see so many international students? Uh, why do I you know why do I see so many people that are students, frankly, with no money, uh, and, and people of like like I didn't say this, but you know what I wanted to ask is like. Why are there so many non-college educated folks in here? Not to say anything, like, you know, once again, <laughs> uh, yeah. about those that haven't gotten higher education, but like, why are there so many people in here that just like haven't don't have like such a great job, uh, or like are are like fresh out of college, you know, or like like literally like people who are in a spot where they're very vulnerable. Like that's what I wanted to ask, but I, I didn't phrase it that way. Because uh, obviously that's not something you want to say. It makes you look bad. And that's, again, I just felt like I couldn't be very open about certain things. My coach literally told me, and this is, I should have seen the red flag right away. But again, being very open, like, <laughs> these are things I didn't want to pick up on. He literally told me, like, we go after people with low confidence. Like, you know, just, he's like, you know, just, you know, they have a lower confidence than you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, like that's terrible like in my mind like that's terrible like we're recruiting people that just like are like fresh out of college like just because they don't really have low confidence in my mind like they're just in a vulnerable state and then we go after them that's what i don't did not like about the business model i could not see myself doing that forever that's how you're gonna make money and it's kind of sucks that it is set up the way it is because that means now you're not gonna be recruiting people that are actually well suited to be in the organization you may every once in a while but frankly we're recruiting people that I would never hire if I if I ran my own business like <laughs> like a lot of the people I like saw coming in I just did not did not like really understand how they could make it through this vetting process and that's when I started to realize that people literally recruited everybody and this vetting process is a joke. It it really doesn't filter anybody out because like you're there to make your upline money. They don't really care who you are, or what you do. You should though, because that would create a reputable like organization in the long run. Care less about the money, care more about the people you're bringing in. And that's what I appreciated a little bit about my coach is that he was a little bit more selective in the people that he brought on. But I felt like there could be even more selection as an organization. You know, I uh, I do video editing. Uh, you know, I or I wanted to help at the beginning. I wanted to help with as much as I can, being who I am. Like I, you know, I was like one one of the uh, uplines, uh, one of the coaches. He he needed some video editing help. I was like, dude, yeah, I'll help you. You know, I got paid for it. This guy, I, I'm not gonna name any, any again any names. This guy, his wife, like they were both part of the organization. Like they literally did not. They 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 just. They didn't know how to communicate, how, how to essentially project manage. I felt like I was doing more management for them uh, to the point where I edited maybe like two videos for them in like what, like three or four weeks or something because I had a lot of free time. I wanted to edit way more than that, but they just sucked at communication. They sucked at essentially managing how all this was done. I had to like, like literally ask them question after question about like how they wanted, you know, certain things to be done and things like that. And they had no idea. Like, <laughs> and, and, and like... I just, again, this could just be because I run my own small YouTube brand, but like, I just felt like 
there was not enough professionalism in there to really want me warrant me to continue working on the the video stuff for them so those are the people that the type of people that i was dealing with and like again i'm not expecting like a world-class organization like people are people at the end of the day we make mistakes but we're in an entrepreneurial community people who apparently want to continue to self-improve and be better and better and better but when I turn around, I look at the people on our Zoom calls, and I'm I'm looking at people that literally look like they work at like like McDonald's, and like <laughs> I'm not I trying. I'm just like this is a direct example. Like we're you know people that work at McDonald's who literally don't do anything day to day, and they think Amway is the thing that's going to get them out of it. No, Amway is something cool that you should be doing when you have a lot more money, when your life is settled, like a, a little bit more. Like this is, I mean, this is. Emily is not the savior that they, they try to market themselves to be. And that's where I felt so bad. I thought all these people were being taken advantage of. Um, the uh, other thing I want to say, say really quickly, uh, the, it really depends on the organization. Like we did also have people that, um, we had a few doctors too. Yeah, yeah, we had, we had people of all levels, but I think my, it all depends on how you're upline in your organization in the team that you go to, like how they sort of structure and who they want. Uh, one thing from just hearing your stories compared to like mine, I feel like your team, or not just your team, but like the groups, all the different groups, like the vetting process that they had was a lot more forgiving than what we had. Like ours was a lot more strict. That's what we had a lot more people from our side that would come in that were more educated, that knew what was going on, that uh, actually were passionate about something. Uh, but I did see at the same time in that same group other people from other organizations that, you know, we were just come together in one small area for the weekly meetings and stuff, they would bring people that literally came in with like shorts and like a t-shirt, like when they were told to bring a, you know, a suit. Before I forget along with that. Yeah. Because that's this, uh, there was one of the meetings I was on, one of the board meetings I was on, uh, one week, literally like one of the candidates came on and was like, uh, I can't, Dave, okay. what's your what's your swear uh, swear guidelines like? Do you care? It, this is not even a swear. This is pretty bad. It's a racial slur. But you know, I don't say this day to day. Like, the dude, the candidate literally came out. He's like, "What's up?" It's like, you know, that you don't say that. In <laughs> not even in a professional community in public. Like, that's just these are the types of people that like maybe not my coach, but one of the other coaches in our organization was letting become a part of the vet vetting process like i again red flags from the start that's something yeah that's definitely not what you want from someone in a professional setting um and that was a big issue too is like some people just literally came in and going back to even the point of like there's so much focus on hype and like literally like hyping you up like you have to be 100 percent committed like that's all you gotta do you can't have, like, you can't think badly, poorly, like, no negativity. That's why they have you, like, constantly reading books, like, constantly listening to the podcasts. Uh, they have you constantly going to those meetings every single time and like, talking to your coach. Like, they Fridays are your days where you meet up and, like, have, like, a Friday meetup. And, like, which Saturday, is, Sundays, which like, I think is hilarious because I, I, Fridays are my day. You know, if I ran my own business, I'd love to continue working on it on Friday. But I'm working Amway. This is practically like being an employee. I do not want to be doing it on a Friday night. So it was like, you know, I it, I just felt like it was an unproductive use of time. It was a weird day to be running meetings. It was late, too. Like, I we just, would go from, like, yeah. 7 to, like, 11. And I was like, dude, I got to get it's home. literally like, like, these people had nothing better to do with their time. And, again, like, if I ran my own thing, I 
having weekly meetings, if this was my business, have, like if I were those uplines, having weekly meetings and just like coaching meetings and all these random meetings that were a huge, huge, huge waste of time just did not make any sense because your effort should be on things that are actually creating value and also like monetary value too, but creating value, right? You, you, your effort should not be on maintaining headcount. That is, that, that's the huge problem with network marketing. I think that's what David's trying to get at is all the efforts being put on maintaining headcount, but there's, there's, there's no, there's no effort into actual growth and like quality of the candidates within the system. And like, you know, just even seeing that just made me even a little bit more self-aware of like some of my like just some of some of my weaknesses um, coming into the system and why I was recruited in the first place and just made me a little bit more self-aware. And, it, you know, it it, it was it, it really kind of hurt me, too, because it was like, man, if they see other people like this, if these are the type of people they go after, like, man, like, I can't believe I fit that description for them. Right. And that really forced me to think a little bit. So that's why I like to say this wasn't a terrible experience because it really made me a lot more self-aware and really forced me to think a little bit more outside of my boundaries for what I wanted to do with my future. So okay, let's, let's twist for now. We've been talking negative a little bit. Let's turn into Positives. like a positive, like what do we get out of this? Cause obviously like your communication, like all that stuff, like we both had some, some things we enjoyed as well. So let's get yeah. into that. So since we were in a pandemic, the way we we actually focused on recruiting people was uh, LinkedIn uh, and just like just digital media, right? Like texting, LinkedIn and all that stuff, like hitting up old connections. And I mean, you would do this in real life, too. Uh, and somewhat to how David was met or you talk to complete strangers. If you're like in the waiting room, for example, somewhere uh, you talk to talk somebody to next to you, you know, you'd, you'd really try to seek people out. Uh, and have that conversation, then create that connection, and then you know get them into the vetting process. That's the goal of having those daily conversations. We would do it uh, through through LinkedIn and all that. Um, so I would essentially be drafting messages for people I wanted to reach out to. If you're listening to this and you're one of the people I reached out to, <laughs> I, I uh, kind I, you know I I don't apologize because again this is it's it's not a bad thing you know and and frankly I caught up with a wide variety of people, which was actually a nice thing about it. Um, but I, you know, and I grew a little bit closer with the connections I have on LinkedIn, who of which half of them I had no idea, no idea who they were. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're encouraged to reach out to people you went to school with, people you worked with, people from high school, especially because those people you don't talk to at all, uh, just random people. And then obviously strangers, too, that just kind of fit a good demographic for who we want to recruit. Uh, you would draft messages and then I'd send those messages to my coach to essentially look over and proofread. Um, and then, you know, you'd send them out and, you know, you're growing that skill set. And I, I really think that helped me a little bit in terms of just concise communication, uh, through, through text. Cause I, I, that's something I struggled with. Uh, and I didn't really get too much exposure in cause I mean, I never really needed to, I don't even like even emails, for example, in school, you don't really care too much about that, but in the corporate world, that's very important. It's very important to be concise. And I feel like I learned a lot there. Uh, as well as my communication, as, as much as I still talk a lot, just because I have a very, I guess, like uh, my fundraising mentality from college, like I talk a lot and I can fill space no matter what. Um, I've really learned a lot about more just concise and, and, and powerful communication tactics uh, in, in, in just life. Like the way I communicate now is very different because of my experience in Amway. And I feel like I just don't talk the same as I used to. Uh, and I'm, I know David's picked it up before for me too. Is I, I just, I, I'm like, you know, it's been enough time now that like he's used to it, but 
there was a point where my communication just drastically changed. And that's solely just because being around the environment, you know, being around, say, my coach and then just a couple others within the organization who I actually did look up to a little bit, you know, there were there were definitely a lot of communication things I picked up on. I think network marketing is a fabulous place to really practice those public speaking skills, especially once the pandemic's over, once everything goes back to in person, you're encouraged to, if you can, drive out to some of these meetings. Uh, and be there in person. And obviously, even if you're not, you're talking on the Zoom meetings uh, or you're talking in person. Like there's so many speaking opportunities uh, and you can hit up your coach, be like, hey, I'd love to speak this week. And it's not even for the sake of like, it's not even a waste. It's not a fully a waste of time if you get to speak because then you get the opportunity to practice your public speaking, which I think was invaluable. So you go from someone that could be like a huge introvert to someone that's very good at speaking uh, solely because of that community. So I think that was very powerful. I learned a lot on the communication front. Um, outside of that, I mean, I, I I was happy to grow my network a little bit through that daily the daily habits. I think the daily habits. I got one question. So how would how'd you feel for me personally? Like I know I uh, even like just from being here, like I felt like I I could start any business. I felt better about that. Like business. Did you walk out? I'm just curious. Did you walk out like thinking like, Oh, I could be better. I could start a business or I just know a little bit more. Like I feel like I'm more confident in that's myself. Exactly, that's my a really good or... question. Cause I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like when I, when I quit, cause they get you into the mentality that Amway is the superior business model. Like network marketing yeah. is the superior business model. If you can't succeed here, then you know, nothing else is worth your time. That's how they make you think. But then you're also in an organization with people who have frankly never even tried half of these other business models, people who have never, ever looked at real estate, people who have never even touched the markets or even looked at the markets uh, or, or, you know, people who have never started their own thing. And there are people that who have other side businesses because, I mean, Amway is one of those things that is not going to make you money for years. Um, takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I, I'm not, I got a little depressed when I quit, you know, I, I quit, uh, frankly, to be honest, it was, it was interesting because I was in the, at the point where I wanted to quit and I actually got a good reason to quit at the exact same time. Uh, and my coach knows this, like I, I had something go on in, in the family, David, you know what it is too. Uh, it just about the same time. And it was just like, you know, that was like literally the last thing that just kind of, that, that, that really got me to quit. Like I, you know, I had, I stopped doing the habits for about a week until then, uh, and then something just happened uh, within the family and it, it hit me pretty hard. And it was just like, this is not the right time to be doing something like this. I just wasn't passionate enough about the community and the business model to continue doing this. The business model was solid, but I had so many problems with the culture and just the way we do things that I could not see myself doing it in the long run. And then the thing that happened in my family around then just was kind of the last straw uh, that really made me reevaluate and be like, hey, this is not a good use of my time. Um, but when I quit, I also kind of started getting a little depressed because I put nine months into Amway. Like this is one thing I literally like communicated with my coaches and all these people like every single day. Like, you know, you really feel like you lost out on something in the moment because that's how they make you think. It's not really brainwashing, but it is like you start to, it's kind of yeah. like leaving school or like something like you really start to like, miss being a part of it even though you really don't i and think the personally like the hardest part was just you build this sort of like you said like a friendship and like a bond with the people that you spend so much time with and now it's like it's not even about amway it's just the fact that like and we talked about this too like you're in a family like it's it's like you don't feel like giving up and walking away but like because you feel like you're letting them down in a sense, right? So. Absolutely. And I have two things I want to touch on very briefly because I'm not sure how how we're doing on time, but I'd say I, uh, uh, 
five more minutes and then we're going to start wrapping up a little bit. Okay, definitely. Uh, are, are we going to be wrapping up with our thoughts as well? Yeah, so just so we can leave people with overall, what, what they yeah. should do if they're... Okay, so two last things. First off, like, I, I very much, like, you know, I... Fuck. <laughs> I know one of the two things, but I, I need to leave that for a second. What was the first thing? Yes. So two last things for the sake of time. I The first one is really just... When I when I first quit and I was depressed, it really again thinking that you can't do that. It makes you think that you can't start anything else. Um, and then uh, you know, unfortunately, it affected my performance at my job, and you know, I, I lost that, and a lot of things kind of just spiraled downhill. Uh, and these are things that I I can't wait to talk a little bit more about in a little bit more detail soon when my career starts kind of settling down uh I, I started a new job and i'm very very happy there and thankfully performing much better uh and i i, I can't wait to talk about that a little bit more but i feel like amway just kind of you know doing something i wasn't passionate about really affected my performance at job and even some like friendships too i felt like i was a little bit more you know they they really get you thinking that you're better than everybody else in amway and that's not true and by no means is amway the superior business model Network marketing is not the superior business model. Like it, it was, you know, if 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 you just because you don't want to be in network marketing, or if you're someone that's thinking about quitting, does not mean that you can't succeed in another business. Like, frankly, I think you have a higher chance of succeeding in something that you start by yourself uh, versus joining Amway. Yeah. And you're the more, reason you're and, more passionate about yeah, it. I mean, the, the reason is because you're passionate about it. I wasn't passionate about Amway at all. The second thing I want to say is yes, though you may think you've built a community with these people, I've seen countless stories online, and then I'll go into my own of how like they just like either get completely ghosted by their uplines and people that they've worked, uh, you know, been around, or like even these people literally like hate text them or drunk text them and like say things that like you should not be saying to someone that quits the the organization. For me. There were a couple things. Curtains. Apologize. Uh, for Bad me, noise distractions here. Yeah, no, you're good. For me, the, la the the there was something very interesting that happened recently. Is uh, the guy that was technically my upline, like my like first upline, that was also being coached by my coach. That I was. It was very confusing structure. Anyway, he like we we always used to do coaching calls together. It was me, my coach, and then the other guy. I'm gonna call him uh, like Matt. Right. So we got Matt and Bob and then myself, uh, you know, I, I felt like we had some camaraderie there. Like, you know, we didn't know each other like perfectly, but after nine months, like, you would think that like we, you know, really built some sort of connection. I felt that way. At least I, uh, there was, you know, I, I told them when I quit that I'd love to stay in touch. And, you know, one of them reached out, you know, obviously I didn't reach out for a little bit cause I had a family issue and then uh, you know, lost the job because <laughs> of performance. And there were a, a lot of things that just happened. And I went in a downward spiral. When things finally started picking up, you know, I had a conversation with, uh, say, Matt once again, right? Um, I was like, look, yeah, I'd love to get back in touch. And I'm not trying to join the organization again. I made that clear. I just, I would love to catch up, you know? And, you know, he's like, he literally said, I'm going to run it by my coach, or in this case, uh, Bob, right? I'm going to run it by Bob. You know, I'll see what he says. I'm like, in my mind, I was just like, okay, whatever. But like in my mind, I'm like, do you need permission from your coach to catch up with someone that you literally worked with for nine months? That's that just says a lot about your character. And then not only that, he came back to the table like a week later. He's like, oh well, I just talked to Bob, and he says that you, you know, we can go ahead and catch up. You know, Bob, uh, you know, 
uh, he's not going to be on that call. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I had more of a connection with Bob, right? The the coach that I've worked with since the beginning to catch up with him over this guy. And the, the fact that he had to get permission to catch up with me was just, it was weird. Like, it was just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. In a, it's even in a professional context, I was just like, dude, like if you don't want to catch up, don't catch up. Like, I, I you don't need to get permission. You don't need to, uh, you know. And then the, the coach dude, who I thought I had a connection with, like that that was interesting because I I looked up to him. I learned a lot, and I really thought we there was that legitimate like professional friendship there, right? And like again, just hearing that was the weirdest thing. I was like, dude, like this was the, the i'm glad i quit because these are not the type of people this is not the type of character of an individual that i would like to work with um but i'm gonna leave it at that because i know we're gonna share final thoughts soon david I yeah mean, yeah if you uh, wanted to add anything but i'm just gonna go ahead and sort of talk a little bit about just my not experience but obviously mohi he targeted more linkedin online because of covid and the pandemic i was still in the phase of like you were literally talk to people in person, like walk up to them. Uh, and before that, I'll actually talk really quickly about how BWW does things. So you have an A, B, and C list. And I think you had the same thing, right? Same structure, A, B, C. Yep. So your A list was people that are like your best friends, you know them. Uh, B list is people that you, someone know from high school, you have some kind of connection with. So it's like high school people, stuff like that. And C list is just complete strangers, right? So you are comment and and try to connect with a and b listers but you would also go ahead and try and find new people which is your c list for me that was i had to go into stores and just talk to people introduce myself be like hey my name's david blah 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 start up a conversation try to get them interested in the conversation try probe them to see if they're actually like any business orientated like they're trying to think about themselves or something like trying to do something better with their lives um, personally, I found that to be really helpful in just the, uh, having confidence to just go out to people and having a random conversation. So I did appreciate that in that sense of like, okay, I'm not like, I'll have a conversation. If I sound stupid or dumb or say something dumb, like it, after a couple times of doing that, you, you don't care anymore. You're just like, okay, like I just said something stupid, but like, okay, <laughs> like that's fine. Like I, I can go on, brush it off. So self-confidence being able to sort of take that sort of rejection was awesome. I, I did enjoy that. Um, at the same time, some things that even Mohi keeps touching on, it, it, the pressure that you have to like constantly be something and like be someone and like there was a lot of pressure going on. And you honestly, you just it all determined on. Okay, you have to have like confidence. You have to be able to do this. You have to believe in the system. And I, I feel like there's such a better way of like how the training could have been organized to help an IBO make money in the sense of like, okay, like for me, it, it made sense. The money, money wise of Amway made sense. If I get, if I pay $300 for my annual uh, monthly ditto and then I find five people and be like, Hey, listen, you pay $300 for your ditto. You buy some stuff, find some people that want to buy it. That's fine. Okay. You find five, five friends that do that. And now those five friends, five find five other friends each to pay $300. It just made sense to me of like, okay, like, listen, like eventually you'll still, you'll start making money once I'm on the top because obviously you're finding people. And then once you, they find people, your friends find people, you'll be making money. So I felt like if it was explained in, in a better way, it would not feel as shady, but like, because of how it's like 
structured it's like it feels so much more shadier because of like okay you got like you can't tell them exactly what you're doing and you're in an internet business and you're uh, a consultant for online huge companies like apple and fortune 500 just want to jump into it before i forget i know i talk a lot but i uh no that's that's absolutely right like i that's why i feel like i i really did not want to continue being a part of this because why would I want to be working on something with so much of my free time, right? That I could be doing something else with. Like, why would I want to be working on something that I can't talk about too much? Like, that I can't be passionate. They want you to be passionate about it, but not passionate enough to talk to other people about it. Like, that you're not trying to recruit, right? Like, it's so weird. It's it's just, it's hypocritical, honestly. You sometimes just feel very, uh, very shady. So I'm just making sure something working here. Yeah, it just felt very shady and just like sometimes it just felt like you're doing like an illegal drug trade like in some way not like, that much but well uh, yeah i mean obviously you know everything was legal and stuff and yeah we didn't sell drugs <laughs> just kidding uh, <laughs> i don't but, know what was in this excess but <laughs> that was my special really blend. woke me up special blend right there <laughs> so it just i don't know it just felt like I didn't, you, like you said, you can't talk to anyone about it. Like, you just can't just be like, yeah, I'm in network marketing. I've, I've told some people, they're like, oh, you're doing that. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, it has, a, you know, there's like, I tried explaining it, but it's like, you can't really explain when someone has a pyramid scheme uh, in their mind, right? So I don't think it's so much as a scheme as it, it, it just gets a bad rep for how people treat it. And I, there's just so many better ways they could have gone about just making that process and making it easier for you to find people and give them confidence, right? If you start showing people like the positives and, and downsides and like focusing on people's objections instead of just being like, oh, don't worry about that. Or, oh, it's fine. Like this is the best system ever. Or this is the only business you can ever build. Like don't worry about other businesses. Like one good thing that came from that is that I had more confidence in like, okay, I'm gonna go out there. Like that's what I was getting more into YouTube and other things and trying to like really build a brand for myself because I felt more comfortable. I was reading more books, podcasts. Like I was like, okay, this is really cool. I have a chance here. But at the same time, it just felt like there was such so much time committed to things that towards the end, I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. Like, it's it's fine for a starting point. But like when you got three times a week, you have meetings and things that are going long term. I had school. I was working like I had so many other things to focus on. And now like you're doing the meeting at the board plan. The board plan is the same thing for the first hour and a half. You're just sitting there just to show that there's people actually in the room, but it's the same speech over and 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 over, over again. That you could literally like besides like each speaker changing up a little bit, like you can literally I can give that speech back. Like I can research. I could have given that. a better speech in half these circumstances. Like yeah. it's all about mindset. There is no pra- there's like maybe one or two practical knowledge sessions that are not even taught by the people that are doing it well. Like whenever whenever we have one of the upline uplines come out to speak, it's like once in a while and it's apparently like a godsend to have them. Like we should be so grateful. But like yeah. like all the other weeks, it's like just like some random Joe, like just talking about, oh yeah, you gotta do this to make money. But yeah, like you haven't made money. Why are you the one speaking to this concept? Like, I mean, that's great that you're doing it. That's maybe a habit that works, but you should not be speaking about it if you have not created said results. So it's just there's look like I appreciate the speaking opportunity, but every time I spoke, I felt that I was bullshitting half the things I was saying. And that's not the, you know, this, this isn't school anymore. Like, you know, this is business. Like this is not, this is not, you, you, you want to be a credible speaker and there weren't enough credible speakers in the organization that 
frankly, it, it didn't warrant my time. It wasn't worth my time. I'll say a lot of the speeches too was like motivation or like how are you reading this book or like what'd you get out of this like motivation information stuff like okay how do you find those people how do you get information like role play like let's actually get it to get those people like you said right it's like i want to know how to make money i don't care about like being motivated literally 90 percent of the time because that's what it was it's like filler 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 motivation 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 and then like here's a tiny bit of information like once a month or something like that it's like great but like even the podcast some of them for me like the older ones were pretty informational they were like okay i like them but a lot of them were just people just talking about their life experiences how they like how they got their program how they uh became good in in their field or whatever but like that was it like they just talked about their story or like what they are doing now instead of like how did you really build it it was more like a backstory or like even uh i think the when you went to the the Wisconsin one, I think, right? Or somewhere there? For the, the one, one I went to was here. Yeah. It was oh, in Elko. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the first half was, like, they're, like, I think it was the building, and the second half was, like, just, like, the backstory, right? Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That was that was rough for me. Like, I was, like, I don't need to hear two hours of, like, how you got here. And, like, not just how you got here, like, as in, like, how you built the system, but, like, your whole life story. Like, I was just, like, and everyone was, like, eating up. I was, like, oh, my God. Like, do you hear that? Like, this is awesome. I'm, like. Bro, I've been here for two and a half hours now. I want to go home. Like, I don't need to be here five hours straight. Like, just like freaking out, being like, oh, it's awesome, like great. Man. I'm glad you made it, but like, how am I gonna make it? Yeah. What is what what what's in it for me? How can I provide value for the team as a collective rather than just sitting here and listening to no value? That just didn't make any sense to me. It was yeah. I think we'll we'll actually you. I'm gonna touch touch on one thing. You actually decided you sort of talked about why you left at the end i figured we we what i figured and correct me if i'm wrong i we i figured we'd end it on uh just recommendations whether yeah. you're 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 currently in the vetting process or you're thinking about joining a network marketing organization uh just like what we think so we're gonna do, do want... that in just one second okay. i'm just gonna okay. give my reason for leaving uh i personally left uh, i mean honestly i sort of answered it after a while the hype died down for me i was more hyped i feel than um than even maybe mohi i think it was because i was in person like i felt more like a hype that lasted longer. Oh yeah, he brought so much product. I mean, everything you see in front of you is still from his Amway days. Yeah, and that so was almost like, two years I was, ago. I was again like when I go into something, I go one hundred ten percent. Right, that's my more. That's like literally everything I do. Every commitment, like I go all in, investing, spend time, like everything. So once that started dying down, I was like, this isn't working. I've been here for like a year or something. Like I'm spending money. It's not going anywhere. And I was just like, honestly, at this point, like I've learned. I've gotten a lot of confidence. I can speak a lot better i feel more confident going after someone but enough is enough uh but we're gonna leave it at that we're gonna actually move on to sort of the final overview would you would you not recommend amway network marketing and sort of your last sort of thoughts and conclusions let's try to keep it about five minutes here so we can finish up yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say uh i'm not gonna say no i'm gonna say uh it it depends uh and i'm gonna give you a very concrete explanation of that so this way if you're listening uh, you you get an idea depending on where you're at. You, you hopefully you get some some nuggets that really make a little bit of sense for you. Uh, if you're someone that's thinking about network marketing or you're in the vetting process right now, you just heard of Amway and you you know you're watching this video because you want to know more about it from an outside perspective. Uh, it, or even if you're with the program, but you're very early on, you want to quit. That's what I appreciate about the system. And I'm not sure if every network marketing platform is like this, but you quit whenever you want, which is great. 
kind of sucks, but <laughs> uh, for for your uplines. But you know, it, it it is what it is. You know, you you get what you put into it, and uh, you you can quit whenever you want. Um, I'm gonna say if you're if you already have some strong ideas and frankly the know-how and the confidence to build something of your own, don't join a network marketing platform, uh, specifically Amway. Just don't join it. There's no value you're gonna get from it that you haven't already gotten. Um, I just when when you join something like Amway, you really want to stay committed for about a year uh, to to really really not you're not going to see results, but to really see if you're getting some value out of it or to get as much value as you can out of it, and then you can decide from there uh, what what you want to make of it. Um, and the reason I say that is because if you already have the confidence, and this is why I always I'm a little hesitant to say that you know all of the value I got was from the communication aspect. Uh, really because I've fundraised for four years and I've gotten very, very, very good at concise communication regardless, uh, that Emily was just kind of icing on the cake. I already knew how to communicate very, very well and was very comfortable sparking conversations with strangers. So I was just kind of the opposite of David there. So as much as I got more, I guess the value for communication came more from conciseness, not so much confidence for me. Um, so that's why I would recommend Amway. I mean, yeah, like most people aren't confident talking to strangers. Most people need some public speaking help. I still need public speaking help. So, I mean, those Amway meetings, you know, especially as things start to go back in person, I mean, all this stuff is very helpful and you get a lot of professional skills uh, like networking, et cetera, that I think are very valuable in any business environment or any environment. Like I just think it's very valuable. Um, hopefully you're with a very ethical team uh, or being recruited by an ethical team. Um, you know, there's... There's a lot of value you can get from it, and I, I suggest if you don't if you don't have any ideas on the table for something you'd like to start of your own, if you're not passionate about anything but you would like to make late make money uh, on the side, uh, I think this would be a great great side hustle to start up. I, that's why I, I know Robert Kiyosaki and your Patrick Bed David, like all these people, have great things to say about network marketing because it can be utilized well. Uh, and here's the thing: I, I strongly believe that network marketing is specifically for people who really just don't want to start anything else. You know, like you don't, you know, people that don't really want to take the time to to learn about anything else. Uh, they, you know, they want their business to be something very automated and something that's giving them a lot of passive income in the long run, right? Uh, and Amway is 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 pretty much that thing. It's you know, our products aren't anything fancy. Uh, they're you know, normal things that you could buy at the store. But that's the thing is, I I think the less that you care about the products. The less that you care about, uh, essentially, uh, what you're selling or you know things like that, um, you know, obviously it's an ethical product, sweetest. You know, it is what it is. If you don't care so much about that, you don't want to set up a store, you don't want to learn how to do all that. If you're someone that doesn't really like learning, I guess is the best way to phrase it. Amway is probably the environment for you because a lot of things are laid out for you. Uh, it, a lot of things are just kind of just, just, just set in stone. It's a system. It's a very automated system that as much as I feel like can be worked a little bit better, it is perfect for people who don't really want to start anything else, but want a great way to hopefully step away from their job in the future. So network marketing is a business model. It's very solid. Uh, it's for, it's for a certain type of personality. Like I just described, if you're someone that's a go-getter, you're like, look, like you really want to start something outside of this, like you don't want to deal with you know, selling products that you aren't passionate about, wasting your time in a system that's not adding any value to your life, don't do Amway. Like, there's so many other opportunities you have. Uh, you know, I, I just, I really think that 
you're better off failing at something that you yourself started than than you know doing nine months in Amway and then quitting and then getting depressed because the amount you probably gained from something that you started is going to be a, a lot better. Like you're 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 going to be more passionate about it. You're going to care about what you're doing, and that's going to lead to more success from a professional standpoint and also from a, a just like business growth. Like you're you're going to see a lot more success because you care about it. Versus with Amway, it's like all right, I got my daily habits done. I'm done for the day. <laughs> that's not how business should be done, but that's how a lot of IBOs think because it's it's you're pretty much an employee. So uh, that's what I would say. I mean, it's half and half. It depends on your personality. It depends on your goals, uh, and that's where I'm going to leave it. You know, I, I uh, yeah, yeah. I got some things to plug. I hope David has a segment for that. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, actually, after I'll finish it off, I'll let you. Uh, I'll give you like three minutes. Better hurry. I'll time you. Just kidding. Uh, so. Honestly, Mohi covered really, really, really well. I think one thing to really focus on is it really depends on the team you're part of. Like, I feel like I had a little bit of a better experience than uh, Mohi in some cases of like just hearing back and forth like what his team was doing. My team, like maybe it was because of that in person. Like, try and touch my hand. Stay. Just kidding. Um, late time uh, comedy here. So, yeah, I would say it really. If you're lucky with a good team, I think it could be good. I think also you're looking at two people that quit Amway, right? We didn't really make any profits, anything huge. Um, so, again, you're taking a more negative, like, someone that didn't really make it, in a sense, uh, point of view, right? So I just want to point that out as a disclaimer. You know, obviously, like, we're just trying to give you guys as non-biased of a view uh, of a viewpoint that we have. Um, so make your own opinions. Again, think about it. Just just know that if you really want to, go for it. Like it's not get a waste of time. You're still gonna learn something new. But like Mohi said, if you have something that you want to try and start yourself, yes, it's gonna take a lot longer. Amway is perfect for those that want like you know you automatically you're a business. Uh, you can have business expenses deductions. You can uh, you know you have your products to sell. And so if you want to go in this system as like a seller and, and sell products, and you think you have a chance to do that. I've actually on my team had someone that did have that person. They made a good four or five hundred dollars a month just from selling products, not recruiting people, right? So yes, it's possible. You can definitely do it. But again, it's something that it, it depends on you and how you are looking at your skill sets and what you have. If you have an idea, try to build that idea out first. If you don't, if you just are a really good maybe salesperson uh, type of uh, energy and you just have people that would yeah i will say like salespeople are yeah like it's a lot easier are definitely the best because i mean doing amway bww is pretty much your your recruiter that's that's pretty much what you are you had to be really good at it and good at taking rejection since people can leave whenever uh one other thing i want to add is uh because I've, I've met a lot of people like this like some people are totally fine with sitting back uh, and doing some like you know minimum daily habits and then seeing like passive income grow it's all it's still a hard thing to do like this is going to take work it's going to take a lot of time out of your day but like if i mean yeah if you're the type of person that wants to sit back and see that passive income come in i know i'm not uh then feel free to do it i i really just think that I, I personally would like to be working towards something. You know, I want to be creating some value, not only to other people, but for my life, right? And like, ultimately, the passive income, I feel like will follow if, if I'm creating enough success there uh, versus just doing something I hate for every single day for the rest of my life. Uh, it's kind of like having a job. You can get a very well-paying job that, you know, you're going to hate, but pays you very well. 
or you can do something that pays you a little bit less, but you're a little, you know, obviously just more passionate about it and you're going to have a happier life. I think even then, like it's, you still have to work so hard to get to that passive level that it's like expect to put in like really 20, 30, 40 hours a week into the sky. Like you're going to put a lot of work hours into building this into something that eventually you can make it passive and you can like actually live off of this. So it's something that, okay, is my time really worth doing this or maybe starting something new and really attempting something of my own? Uh, maybe because that's something I'm more passionate about. Yes, there's a higher risk in some shape and form. Obviously, it's a, a higher cost, you know, and now you're working by yourself. You have no platform or anything to help you off of this off the ground, but it's yours and it's yours to uh, to use. So it's up to you to make that choice. And I think I'm going to leave it at that. So well, um, he wants to plug something. Uh, go ahead, and then we'll just get sort of end off the episode here, unless you have one quick sort of. That's sentences. pretty much it. I hope we helped. Uh, the reason I want to plug stuff in is less more to advertise and more just if, because people might have questions. I, you know, network marketing is a hard, hard concept to discuss because there's so much uh, that goes into it. I, we definitely didn't cover everything. But, you know, it, yeah, if you guys are in the process, if someone is trying to recruit you right now, if you need help, if you really want to, like, honestly get on a call with one of us, I know I'm very comfortable with that, and David, I'm sure, is as well. Yeah. Like, literally just hit us up, LinkedIn, I mean, uh, or, or any of our social medias, and, and let us know. People do that with uh, with jobs sometimes, too. But, I mean, like, really just, just hit us up. Say, hey, you know, uh, my expertise is mostly limited to Amway. But I'd be happy to just kind of talk through some things and just like learn a little bit more about kind of what your goals are, right? And just I could probably give you a good recommendation because, you know, nine months was a long time. So like I feel like I have a good understanding of the network marketing space uh, to really be able to just give a little bit of advice on that and just really give really answer any questions you might have because it's a very uncertain thing. I mean, these these people will come out of nowhere and try to recruit you. It's hilarious. But um, very true. The other thing, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, my YouTube channel, David, if you could link that, uh, yeah, I everything, really... uh, all contact information for both, uh, Mohi and myself will be down in the description. So if you want to check out links to like LinkedIn or, or YouTube or anything, uh, it's gonna be yeah, in the description I focus a lot out. on professional personal development content for people that are our age. I'm, you know, I'm only 22. I, I, I would see myself as someone that's trying really hard to make it every single day. And I'm focusing a lot on my career right now, which is brand new. So I've, uh, I haven't uploaded much recently and that's good because again, my focus is my career. Uh, once I get some things going there and really get things settled in the next couple months, I, I definitely hope to continue that content stuff. Cause even doing this podcast right now really reminded me of how much I enjoy just providing value, you know, really cre creating enough value for, uh, for, for people through content. Uh, so it's something I'd like to continue, um, over the, over the next couple months. So definitely give me a subscribe. Uh, I, what else? Oh, my gamer tag, super gamer one, two, two, uh, if anyone wants yeah, if you to just want to play video games then uh i mean i don't really you know. play multiplayer but feel free to give me an ad uh what else that's that's pretty much it i I don't have many plugs guys like i'm i'm new to the game but again i you know i if, if you're being recruited right now i feel exactly where you were because i felt so pressured into this that like i didn't even realize and back then i didn't even know what network marketing was so like <laughs> you just there's this pressure to like uh, try to fit in and like um, what's it called just like pander to people that honestly aren't even worth your time so like yeah just hit us up if you have questions subscribe uh david i'll uh, turn it back to you all right awesome well he just took over my podcast so uh 
before you subscribe to his channel, make sure you subscribe down below. Hit that subscribe button. Punch that thing in the face. You guys are awesome. Join the Mech family. Then you can join the Patel family, the Mohit family. Uh, I'm going to stop talking here. Mohit's like, shut, shut up. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Mohit summarized it really well here. If there are any questions, seriously, leave a comment down below or get, you know, check the description for any links or any way to get in contact with us. We're always willing and ready to help you guys with any questions. That being said, hopefully this did help. If it did, if you guys want anything specific to talk on, maybe we can come back and uh, make a list of things that is interesting to you guys. But that being said, thank you so much for tuning in and checking out another episode of the Unknown Podcast. Make sure you leave a like, comment, and subscribe for more content coming soon. This time it's going to be coming weekly, every single Monday. If anyone wants to be a guest on the podcast, let me know, and you know maybe we'll try to get you guys on the show. With that, though, take care and have a great rest of your day, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening.